Small business news, advice, and education. This is Startup BizCast. Good day and welcome to episode 105 of Startup BizCast. As always, I am your host, Steve Mullen. Startup BizCast is produced by Endgame PR, a social media PR firm based near Richmond, Virginia. To learn more about how we can help you promote your business using media relations, social media, and even podcasting, please visit endgamepr.com. That's E-N-D-G-A-M-E-P-R.com. Small business owners have to walk a tightrope sometimes between not busy enough and too busy. If you're not busy enough, obviously you're not making the kind of money you want to make. Being too busy doesn't seem like a bad problem to have, but when it gets to a certain level, it absolutely can be. What if you have so many projects or orders going on that you simply can't finish all of them in the proper amount of time? What if the only way to finish everything is to cut corners? What if you start missing deadlines despite working 10, 12, even 14 hours per day? This is the kind of busy I'm talking about, and in this episode, I'll give some tips on what to do about it. The first thing I'll say about this is that you should try to avoid getting into the situation in the first place. I've actually told potential clients who approached me about work that I simply don't have the capacity right now to do their project and suggested others that might be able to help. I understand that it hurts to turn down business and it goes against everything we as small business owners believe in, but it's better to do that than to do a really terrible job and get a bad reputation. In situations like this, I've been very honest with the contact, saying I believe strongly that every client should get the kind of attention they deserve, and if I take their business, I just won't be able to give that to them or someone else. So, I do need to be a bit honest about this, though. While I have done this, it's been for small projects that wouldn't have impacted my bottom line all that much. Sometimes I've even used it as an excuse when there's a piece of business offered to me that I just didn't have a good feeling about. It would be very difficult to turn down a long-term solid income that a medium or large retainer client brings. In a situation like that, you may need to do a little dancing to keep what you have while making the new client happy. The first thing I'd do is see if it's possible to delay the new client's work until you've got some of your current clients situated. Perhaps you have a couple of small projects that will be completed in a week or two. The new client may not mind pushing their start date back if you're honest with them, saying something like, I'm going to be very busy for the next couple of weeks, but after that my schedule is going to open up so I can give you my full attention. Can we set a meeting after that? Unless the client has something extremely time sensitive, it's probably not going to be a big deal. But what if their start date is time sensitive? Well, obviously you can try to see if your other clients can be delayed at all. Or if working long hours for a few days will get you there, that's obviously what you have to do. Another option, if you find that you have a lot of long-term business and are running out of personal time to do the work, is to bring in some help. This may mean learning to delegate properly if you already have employees, or it may mean literally hiring someone to help you. If bringing in an extra person means you're making more money, why wouldn't you do it? At Endgame PR, I have a list of other PR people who are available to help in times of need. In fact, I have enough that I can form a larger virtual agency when necessary. Whatever your line of work, though, you may be able to bring in additional help on a short-term basis. If you hire them as contractors, you can avoid a lot of the mess from having to withhold taxes and providing benefits. In fact, if you pay them less than $600 in one year, you don't even have to file a 1099 form with the IRS in the United States. Finally, if you feel like you just never have enough time, maybe you should look at how you work.
Are you doing things in the most efficient manner or just doing them the way you've always done them? First of all, be sure to avoid clutter whenever possible. This isn't really advice I take, and that would be obvious if you could see my office, but it is good advice nonetheless. Clutter, by the way, can be physical or mental. If you're spending time worrying about things you can't do anything about, that's mental clutter, and you're spending that time that could be used on your clients. Also, avoid distractions whenever possible. This is tough if you work from home. I did a recent episode about working from home, and if you haven't listened to that one, you should. In that program, I suggested that while you're working from home, remember that you're actually working. For instance, that load of laundry wouldn't get done if you were working outside the home, would it? If you don't have time for it while you're working from home, then let it wait until later. Finally, embrace all of the technology you can find. If it will improve your workflow and make your clients happier, do it. I set a ton of reminders for myself on my smartphone because I have a terrible memory. This is just the simplest example, really. There's a ton of apps and other programs that can help with everything from reminders to invoicing. In slower times, use some of your non-productive time to learn how to use them. That's a wrap for episode 105 of Startup BizCast. As always, be sure to subscribe on iTunes and Google Podcasts so you don't miss the latest episode. And leave a review if you like the show. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Steve Mullen.